Greetings, Rebel fans. My name is Jason Kelly, and this is the Let's Run Podcast. Today on the show, we are talking about UNLV's bizarre stretch of play recently. I'm going to update you a little bit on the goings-on in the world of UNLV football, and we'll take a bigger look at the Mountain West Conference. Let's run. All right, so since we last spoke, the Rebels have played a bunch of games. Um, they played at Colorado State. Um, that game was kind of predictable. The Rebels had been on the road all week. And just, you know, I don't even think they came back to Vegas. They had left Boise and went straight to Colorado State. Uh, they led for a lot of the game. They had a chance to win that game. But ultimately, I think fatigue and just some really good play by Colorado State star Isaiah Stevens kind of doomed them. After that game came a big stretch for the Rebels. They had to play four games against, uh, I don't know if I'd call them lesser, but the lower ranked teams in the conference. Uh, it started out with a home game against Air Force. Now I, after this game, thought about podcasting several times. Um, but I was just too angry and I didn't want my podcast to only be me. I mean, obviously there is a little bit of me uh, being cynical and angry about the team that I love underperforming. But uh, yeah, the Rebels found a way to play a game worse than the loss to Southern that they started the year with. Uh, if you would have told me after that Southern loss that the Rebels would have an even worse loss than that one, uh, I would not have believed you. But in this case, they did indeed uh, lose a terrible, terrible, terrible game to Air Force at home. Air Force came in, hit a bunch of threes, just really knocked the wind out of the Rebels, and the Rebels never really had a chance, uh, mostly because of their lack of preparedness. Uh, the game just exacerbated everything I've been saying about our coach, Coach Kruger, all year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really change anything about the season, uh, but... It was uh, a disappointing and awful performance, a shameful performance in front of a decent crowd at the Thomas and Mac. I was, I was very disgusted with that effort. Uh, they bounced back. They were able to beat uh, San Jose State on the road in a game where they were down for a lot of it. And that is something that I've noticed about the Rebels this year. Uh, they have a hard time playing from behind, and that's not unique to them. A lot of schools struggle with playing from behind, uh, but they were able to rally by just going on an offensive just putting on an offensive masterclass to end the game i mean they were scoring i think they had 14 straight shots to end the game at san jose um and then ended up taking away a a nice victory in that one uh, finally they played a tricky fresno state team a program that has always given the rebels problem problems ever since they joined the mountain west uh, at home in a game where they led basically wire to wire, San Jose made a few shots to make the game interesting uh, towards the end, but the Rebels uh, were able to come out with a victory in that game. Uh, largely, I would say, because uh, Fresno was playing terribly. Um, not to take any credit away from the Rebels, but Fresno could not stop themselves from turning over the ball. They had more turnovers than shots. Uh, in the first like 10 minutes of the first half, it was, it was, it was pretty sad. Um, so yeah, you know, the rebels, again, they lost one at home to air force. 
the worst ranked team in the conference. Um, and they were able to get a couple back against both San Jose and Fresno. And now we have a very important game against Wyoming before the Rebels start their uh, bye week. And we know where they're going to be off during the midweek. Um, and so, yeah, let's preview that one a little bit. So UNLV, the running Rebels, as of right now, is projected to win a 79-70 to 70, uh, victory in, uh, at home against Wyoming. Uh, UNLV has traditionally done very well against Wyoming at home. Um, and Ken Palm gives UNLV a 78% chance of winning the game. However, it should be noted uh, that Wyoming, right as of right now, has a 5-3 and three record, the same record as San Diego State uh, in the conference. Now, to be fair, Wyoming has not played... Um, uh, that many tough games. Uh, well, they have. However, they still have to play a few of the tough teams away. They still have to play Colorado State away. They still have to play us twice. Um, they still have to play Utah State again. Um, they have to play at San Jose. They have to play at Reno. Uh, at several teams who will be uh, uh, hell-bent on re returning the favor against them. So this Wyoming team is is pretty good. I mean, you know, they're ranked 170th in Ken Palm. Um, their offense is average, uh, 128th adjusted efficiency in the country. Their defense is below average, but they're a very good home team. Uh, they have yet to win any games in the Mountain West on the road. Uh, really, I don't, I'm not sure they've won a game on the road all season, actually. So the Rebels need to win this game. Uh, I do think they will. It will most likely be closer than us Rebel fans would like. Um, but they are led by uh, Sam Griffin as their best player. Um, he's pretty good, honestly. I uh, When I was looking at him, uh, he takes 25% of the team's shots. Um, he leads the team in minutes. He's a senior guard. Um, shooting a cool 38% uh, from three. Um, just a good player, shifty. Um, and really what we're going to have to be focused on stopping. Another player that I would look out for is Aquel Acott. He'll be number 13. Um, he is another guard that could give the Rebels some problems. Inside, Wyoming has a couple of big men, Mason Walters and I don't know how to say his name, Oleg code cogenets uh, i apologize for butchering that uh, but wyoming is just a solid team uh, they're not gonna destroy anybody um however if you are caught sleeping you're going to be miserable wyoming doesn't really have any awful losses on the year um their worst loss is probably to portland but that again was on the road um so i'm kind of interested to see how they play in this game against the rebels um i do predict the rebels will win by about what ken palm says a seven or eight point victory um where the rebels will shoot foul shots to uh, ultimately put the game away but yeah I, I think it'll be a good game i will be there i'm excited to see how they play uh to look out for in our game i would say look out to see if elijah harkless gets any more minutes um he had a huge shot at the end of the Fresno game that kind of really put it away. 
Um, Justin Webster is still hurt uh, from what I can tell. He is not going to be back. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hill is lost for the season. Isaiah Cottrell got back in against Fresno. Uh, I think Kruger realized that his rotation was just a little thin in the front court. Um, so, yeah, Isaiah Cottrell has not played well this year at all. I've been, I've been very disappointed in him. Um, however, I would expect him to get another run um, in this game. So, my score prediction is Rebels 78, Wyoming 72, and then the Rebels will have a bye week before traveling to the pit to a very angry New Mexico team that just lost a really dumb game to Boise State. And yeah, that's kind of how the Rebels are shaping up. Let's look at their season uh, with a little bigger picture. So I still believe that Coach Kruger is coaching for his life. Uh, individual re- results won't change very much of what happens. Um, a win against San Diego State at home will not change will not change Coach Kruger's fate. The only thing that really will is consistent play for the remainder of the year. Another game like that Air Force debacle at home, and I do think. It is a complete 100% chance that Coach Kruger gets fired. I'd say we're at a 70 to 80% chance that he is fired as of this moment. So a lot of pressure on him. I know he's still very upset about uh, those Colorado State and that Utah State game. Uh, but honestly, it's the games like Air Force that kill you. Uh, losing to bad teams at home. I had never seen in person the Rebels lose to Air Force. So I was very disappointed there. Uh, the Rebels are not out of conference contention. Um, they need to steal a game either at New, at New Mexico, at Reno. Uh, they need to steal a couple of these games in order to really give themselves a chance at the top five. Uh, but I do think a record of like 10 and 6 or, uh, I mean, even 11 and 7 might be enough. Uh, just because a team like Reno is 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 probably not going to be um, as quite as good as we thought they were going to be in their non-conference play. So Utah State, man, oh man, they got fortunate uh, winning that incredibly dumb game against the Rebels. Uh, it has basically secured their spot in uh, in the lead of the Mountain West Conference. And they are going to be looking back at those refs who made those weak, weak, weak calls uh, and giving them a kiss uh, because... The refs are the reason that Utah State has a lead as of right now. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how the season's shaping up. I'm going to be trying to record uh, a little bit more frequently, hopefully after every single game. Uh, and hopefully I might be traveling down to New Mexico uh, to Albuquerque to see a game at the pit with my wife. And I would definitely love to record a podcast chronicling uh, my experience there. So yeah, that's about it for UNLV basketball right now. Let's just briefly touch on a little bit of the UNLV football offseason where things have been going very well for Coach Barry Odom. So Coach Odom has pulled in a very good recruiting class. Uh, Depending on which site you use, UNLV in, in some places is seen as having the top recruiting class in the Mountain West. Uh, however, other sites have us at third or second. Uh, the top three would be us, Colorado State and Boise State. Uh, they've gotten several Power Five transfers from Arkansas, 
uh, Texas. We got a wide receiver from Texas. Um, and as of right now, despite all of the drama that has been going on with the reports of Ricky White and his NIL offer that he received from Notre Dame, uh, Ricky White is still a member of the Rebels, uh, and it is looking like he will remain a member of the Rebels. Uh, however, as of right now, that's, uh, things could change, but I would guess that Ricky White will be catching balls from our quarterback next year. Now, as to who our quarterback will be, um, there are a couple of options. The favorite right now, the favorite right now, um, is Matthew Sluka, um, who came from Holy Cross. He was a very good quarterback uh, there. Uh, I don't. I think he will be a senior um, this year, but I would expect him to start. There's also another quarterback who I can't pronounce his name. It's like Hodge Hodge something. <laughs> Uh, Malik Hodge something. Uh, he is a quarterback from a, I'm not sure if it's D2 or, um, but uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a battle and it's going to be between uh, Doug Brumfield is technically still on the team. There's an incoming freshman named Gail Ochoa um, and his name is Hodge Malik Williams. That is the name of the uh, of the quarterback. So there are a lot of options. We don't really know who's going to start yet. Um, Doug Brumfield is still on the team. Cam Frill is still on the team. Uh, Bo Edmondson, who was a depth quarterback this uh, previous year, is still on the team. Like the, the team has like six quarterbacks. So given uh, spring ball is going to come, and I'm sure that there's going to be stiff competition, I would expect that Sluka will play. Uh, and that Williams, Hodge Williams, is going to be the backup. Um, you might see some late transfers from some of these quarterbacks. I'm not sure that Brumfield will ever start again for UNLV. He's still technically on the roster, um, but I'm not sure he has very many opportunities to start elsewhere either, so we might see him back next year playing a role as a receiver. But yeah, there's a lot of open optimism with UNLV. We added a game uh, against Syracuse next fall at home at Allegiant Stadium. And yeah, UNLV will be one of the top three teams. I, I assume that they'll be picked second in the conference next year um, or third, maybe behind Colorado State. Um, but they will be in that kind of top three. I think that UNLV, Boise State, and Colorado State are kind of separating themselves from the pack. Uh, Boise State has had a ridiculously good summer. I was very skeptical of their hiring of Spencer Danielson as their head coach, but he was able to retain uh, night the nightmare of a quarter of a running back. Uh, sorry, Ashton Genty, and uh, Colorado State is also bringing back uh, Horton and their quarterback. So there's a lot going on uh, in the world of football. I keep you updated as. Um, as we get new information, I, I'm, I'm more of a basketball guy, but I do love the Rebel football team and I'm hoping for a good season upcoming. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to attend some spring ball, um, trying to get some uh, media access from the school. Uh, you know, this is a part-time thing for me. I'm a full, I'm a full-time law student. So I'm very busy, but uh, I do this cause I love it. So yeah, that's pretty much what we got going on right now. And uh, I am excited to see how the Rebels perform, uh, the running Rebels perform this Saturday 
uh, tomorrow uh, against Wyoming. I would like to thank you for checking out the Let's Run podcast. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, are enjoying the little bit of rain that we got here in Las Vegas. Um, I hope you spend lots of time with your family, with the people you love. Um, And I will talk to you uh, probably Saturday night or Sunday uh, after the Wyoming game. Thanks, Rebel fans, and let's run.